When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two on this Monday. Come on in, stay a while. Everybody's here, including Fritzy, Seton, Marv, Paulie, yours truly. 877-3DP-SHOW. We'll take your phone calls, as we always do every Monday. Best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. Former Lions All-Pro lineman, now a broadcaster for the Lions. Lomas Brown will join us coming up. Also, Peter Schrager from NFL Network, Fox Sports, an update on Jim Harbaugh and Bill Belichick and some of the openings here. Also, Hall of Famer with the Patriots, Ty Law, will join us coming up as well. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Good morning if you're watching on Peacock, our streaming partner. Thank you. If you uh, haven't downloaded the app, please do so. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. All right, Seton, poll question. As we clean up hour one, and what about hour two's poll question? Hour one, we add up there, which hurts more? What happened to the Bills yesterday or actual pain? Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, 60% of the vote is actual pain, believe it or not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so suck it up, Bills fans. It's not that bad. That's basically what our audience is saying. Yeah, but they may not be Bills fans. The Bills fans may say, look... They're too close to it. Yes. They can't answer it. Like, I'll take that pain. That wound will heal. But that pain yesterday, that'll take a little bit longer. Yeah, no, they're they're too close to it. They can't answer that poll question. Mm-hmm. They have to sit that one out. Okay. Uh, we were going to go with one of the toddlers here. Um, will Josh Allen eventually reach the Super Bowl? Okay. Uh, Todd, did you vote on that? I voted no. Okay. Seton? Sorry. I think yes. He makes it to a Super Bowl. I do think he makes it to a Super Bowl. Okay. Marvin, what about you? Phillip Rivers 2.0. No. Dang. That's messed up. All right. Paulie? The Bills are way over the cap. They're going to have a lesser team next year. Uh, I I think they're going to be farther away next year. But your answer is? No. Okay. Uh, How old is Josh Allen? 27, maybe? 
27. 27. They're in cap hell. Now, their defense uh, maligned because of the injuries there. Feels like they got a running back. I hope that that relationship with Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen is good. And confidence level in coaching with uh, Sean McDermott remains high. So, you know, you have to start handicapping that. Lamar Jackson, two MVPs, including this year, and he, he's young too. Mahomes is still under 30. Uh, Joe Burrow. Like, I've, if I just look at the AFC quarterbacks, oh, man. I'm going to say no. I'll say no. And, and, and only because the odds are against it. I think we feel like, oh, you know, there's always next year. But it doesn't mean that you're just because you're there, you're going to get over the hump there. We haven't seen that yet. To get, they played in one AFC title game, but to get to a Super Bowl, just feels like with those young quarterbacks, that's going to be tough sledding. The Detroit Lions are going to the NFC title game, second time in franchise history. Lomas Brown, Lions radio color analyst and uh, member of the Lions all-time team, he joins us on the program. Who would have thought that we would ever come to this day, Lomas, as long as I've known you, that we'd be talking about the Lions in the NFC title game? How emotional has this been for you as a former player? Oh, my goodness, Dan. It, it's just been everything. It, it What it does is it just brings back memories, and you start thinking about the guys that you play with and the guys that never got the opportunity you know, to just reach this point. And you just look what happened to the Lions over those 30-some-odd years and just, just every bad thing that can happen did happen to this organization, this franchise. And it's just it's so refreshing to see now that they're on the top and still climbing, still climbing, but we got a nice young team here. Okay. More emotional the first playoff win or what happened this weekend? Uh, for me, I think it was the first playoff win because, again, it had been 30-some-odd years, not since the 91 team or 92 team, um, that they were we were able to win that. And for me, being in that game, you know, playing with Barry Sanders and the Kevin Glovers and the Jerry Balls, the great players that I played with, just to be in that game. And like I say, a lot of those guys came back for the game. It just – Brought us back to the Silverdome days, which is now Amazon. <laughs> uh, I was watching Jameer Gibbs and his ability to make people miss in the box. I mean, that's Barry Sanders-like, and I, I, I don't throw that compliment out very often. I mean, Gibbs is a special, special running back. Yeah, you could see some things, and you're right. So do I, man. Every time I say Barry name and say it with another players, I go wash my mouth out with soap <laughs> because you're right. You can't do that. But, man, Jameer, I've seen some things that make me say, okay, he has a little something of what the little big fella has and stuff. You know, so it makes me reminisce about Barry. But, you know, there will only be one Barry. But the way we use Jameer Gibbs, not only in the run game, but the passing game, all we want to do is get that young man out of space and let him do what he do, Dan. All right, give me the game plan for the Lions going to San Francisco. Yeah, 
hey, rely on our big fellas up front. I'm telling you, and not not just because I was a big fella. Hey, the old line has been playing awesome all year long. That's what this team has relied on. If Jared needed protection, the old line is there to give it to him. When Jameer and David Montgomery need a hole to run through, the old line is there to provide it for those guys. That's who we leaned our team on this year. That's who Dan Campbell has his faith in to lead this team, and they've been doing a wonderful job. So we're going to have to control the line of scrimmage, period, for us to win up there. Well, congrats, Lomas. You're not done yet. Good luck uh, out in San Francisco, and and maybe we'll uh, see you at the Super Bowl. That sounds great, my good man. Thank you, Lomas. (laughs) That's uh, Lomas Brown. He's uh, the analyst for the Lions on radio. He was the sixth overall pick back in 1985. He won a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers and uh, a member of the Detroit Lions all-time team. It was nice to see some of those players, including Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, celebrated and celebrating with the Detroit Lions. Because if there is an America's team, a true, a true America's team, it's, it's Detroit. Just that storyline, 32 years, and the struggles. You know, when you're bad, like they weren't relevant, they were bad, they were embarrassing. You know, it's one thing if you just say, yeah, we haven't made the playoffs in a while. Like, they were trying to win a game. Or two games. And Dan Campbell, when he came in, I think we all looked at him and went, this isn't going to last. Okay. Seems animated. Seems funny. But those players reacted to him. And that city has attached himself to this Lions team. Because they believe in them. Like, sometimes you get that false hope where you go, I don't know. I don't know how invested I am. Now, you won two games. Now you go to San Francisco. And you feel like, hey. We can beat them. All right. uh, Poll question. We have that for hour two. Phone calls coming up. Peter Schrager from NFL Network will join us as well. Plus, the Niners and the Packers, that feels like it was longer, you know, long ago, longer than Saturday night. But it's still staying with me of the Niners not looking good and Brock Purdy not looking good until that final drive. That's when you needed him, and he did show up. The weather played a role. But the weather played a role then for Jordan Love as well. It's not like it stopped raining when the Packers had the ball. But Brock Purdy never looked comfortable. And Christian McCaffrey played really well. All right, uh, Nathan in Reno. Hi, Nathan. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Yep. Uh, first time, long time. Five ten, a portly two hundred. Yes. Hey, I, it's uh, funny you were just talking about uh, Purdy and San Francisco. I, I was uh, I was going to ask you that. Uh, you know, the the narrative on him has been, you know, he can't come from behind. Uh, he he can't do it unless all the conditions are perfect. You know, they lost Devo really early, nasty weather, really tough uh, Green Bay team, but he did pull it out at the end. I think he went like six for seven on the last drive. Had a really nice throw to. A receiver that hadn't played very much. I just wanted to get your thoughts on it and see if you thought that that could be sustainable. Well, I don't know because we haven't seen him in the playoffs. He got hurt against the Eagles. And you're at home. Yeah, conditions weren't optimum. Prior to Saturday, the Niners were 0-31, regular in postseason when trailing by five or more points entering the fourth quarter 
under Kyle Shanahan. The only team without a win in those conditions over that span since 2017. Start of the day, 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 start of the day. Start of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of this program. So, 31 times, regular season, postseason, Niners trailed by five or more going into the fourth quarter. They had not won a game until prior to Saturday. All right, uh, some more phone calls in here. Jeff in Detroit. Hey, Jeff, congratulations. Thank you, Dan. What up, though? One time for chat row. I'm going to tell you something. Lions fans can get after it. I've never partied with the whole city before. Oh, my God. You, you sound a little sound a little rough. Oh, my God, Dan. We got after it and just... It was the jubilation. That's the only thing that I can honestly say. Everywhere you went, everybody was friendly. Everybody, every it, it just a sea of blue, man. It, it, it's just spectacular. I will never ever forget this for my whole life. Jameer Gibbs is a lot faster in person than he is on TV as well. That dude can flat out accelerate and fly. Most definitely. Best and worst. Best are going to be the Lions. Worst is going to be Green Bay. Man, I I called them to win. They should have won. They didn't. And I feel real bad for uh, Bills fans. You know, they don't deserve it, especially as great as their quarterback is. They just keep getting put out by the same person over and over again. But go Lions. All right. Congratulations, Jeff. Haven't heard Jeff in that condition before, but then he hasn't been in that position to be in that condition before. Scott in Washington. Hi, Scott. What's on your mind? Hey, morning, DP. Thanks for taking my call. And uh, Dennis, um, what I have to say, I've best and worst. My best is San Francisco beating Green Bay. Uh, my worst is it looks like Green Bay has another 10-year quarterback. And being a Bears fan, I, uh, I, I can't believe it. It just it crushes me to think that. And then last is, <laughs> that's just terrible. Then the last is, does Patrick Mahomes now get to do the Aaron Rodgers, I own you? I, I think he can do that to a lot of teams. Now, he doesn't own them during the regular season because Josh Allen, I think, has won three of the four meetings in the regular season. In the postseason, he owns them. But I don't think it's Aaron Rodgers-esque with what he's done to the Chicago Bears. But then Buffalo's better than Chicago, or at least has been for quite some time. Brad in South Carolina. Hi, Brad. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dan. Thanks so much. Marv, I feel you. Saturday night, Niners, man, that was tough. But it ended up good. So it's my worst and my best of the weekend. Worst is the first 54 minutes of that game. My best the last six minutes of that game. It was beautiful. Dan, question for you. As far as Mr. Purdy goes, is Saturday night's performance, is that Montana-esque, or is he still just a game manager? Well, there's nothing wrong with being a game manager. Game manager is I'm taking what you're going to give me. I'm being smart. I'm making smart decisions. I, I mean, Joe Montana was a game manager. Tom Brady's the greatest game manager. You can't say, oh boy, he relied on all of his athleticism. Tom had to manage a game. To me, it's not, an, it's not meant as a negative. Because it's the difference between being a pitcher and a thrower. 
a pitcher has to think out there. There are guys who just, you know, just go back and fire. That's it. They're not thinking. Whereas it's it's managing a game. You know, it's not rearing back and firing it and that's it. You know, Greg Maddox became one of the great pitchers of all time because he became a pitcher, not a thrower. When he was with the Cubs, he threw hard. Then he became a pitcher. Uh, Nolan Ryan became a pitcher instead of just a thrower. You know, I use the baseball analogy because, to me, it's the same. You have the ball in your hands. What are you going to do? What's your approach? Does it change with that batter, that inning, that game, that season? And with these quarterbacks, understanding how to manage. Patrick Mahomes is a game manager. It just means that he makes the right calls in the right situations. He's just being smart. It's not a negative of, oh, you take the guys who are athletic, but you take the guys who aren't athletic, and that's not what it's meant to be. It's how do you handle a game. Josh Allen wasn't a good game manager when he first came into the league. Now he's become a better game manager. Lamar Jackson, the same way. It's understanding what do we need to do, when do we need to do it. And Joe Montana was a game manager. Tom Brady, a game manager. And it's not meant as any disrespect. Johnny Unitas, game manager. One of the great passers created the two-minute drill. It's understanding how to call the game. That's it. We'll talk to Peter Schrager, get an update on Bill Belichick. Why isn't any other team interviewing Bill Belichick? Do they think it's a foregone conclusion Bill's going to the Falcons? If you're the Falcons and nobody else is wanting to interview Bill Belichick, that, that give you pause there. What about Jim Harbaugh? Is this just a leverage play to head back to Michigan? We'll talk to Peter. He'll join us coming up right after this. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Courtesy of our buddy Rich Eisen, the list of quarterbacks to take two different franchises to championship games this century. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, Kurt Warner, and Jared Goff. Kind of sounds like a stat of the day there, Marvin. Thank you. Woo! Ow! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! This is the stat of the day! City Chiefs fan, Melissa Etheridge, with our stat of the day, brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Seton, give me the poll question, then uh, we will talk to Peter Schrager from NFL Network's Good Morning Football. Poll question for this hour, Dan, is will Josh Allen eventually reach the Super Bowl, yes or no? All right. Right now we're at 50-50 on that. All right, let me ask Peter Schrager that. One of the hosts of NFL Network's Good Morning Football. Will Josh Allen make a Super Bowl in his career. Feels like he's getting further and further away as we wake up this morning, Dan. Good morning. morning. Uh, I I put this out there. You know, Dan Fouts was a Hall of Fame quarterback. Never played in a Super Bowl. Warren Moon was a Hall of Fame quarterback. Never played in a Super Bowl. I think Philip Rivers is going to the Super Bowl, uh, to the Hall of Fame. He never played in a Super Bowl. Sometimes that's just how it is. And you can have great seasons, and you can have great careers, and you can put up a lot of... But if this Bills team, with the cards that they were laid out at home against an undermanned Chiefs team that hasn't been their best, with no Joe Burrow in the, in the landscape whatsoever, the path was there. path was there, and they're gone in the divisional round again. And the way Josh Allen plays, so physical, running so much, to, and I'll see that in his 30s becoming an even greater part of his game, um, I don't see his arm strength getting better in his 30s, and I'm not sure this roster gets any better with all the free agents they have. It's a cold pill to lose in a divisional round. For Bills fans, I think it's particularly a cold pill. 
because this was Josh Allen at his all-time best again last night, and they're not going to even make it to the championship game. Yeah, I feel good about the Texans' future. I feel good about the Packers' future. I don't know about the Buccaneers' future. Um, and Buffalo, you know, they're in salary cap hell. So I, I don't feel great about Buffalo moving forward. I did pose this question. All right, Bill Belichick is out there on the open market. If you're Buffalo, would you entertain bringing Bill Belichick in mm. back into the division that he knows oh so wow. well? Would you do that? Here's the thing. There's been no outside coaching hires made yet. So you're not so far behind the eight ball where it's like, you know what, we got so far in the playoffs, and at this point to hire a coach, we're going to be behind the eight Belichick hasn't hired, been hired by the Falcons. It's a conversation you can have on talk radio, and we can do it. I don't know if Buffalo sees it as Sean McDermott's right there, and this wasn't a McDermott thing. Like, gosh, if, if you are to make the case that they can't win with McDermott, you would say the offense was awesome last night for Buffalo. It was the defense and the special teams that let them down in the big spots. But I feel like Sean's still got that team. Um, but just as the Cowboys are bringing back McCarthy saying – we're right there. Yeah. I feel like Buffalo's going to bring back McDermott and say we're right there. Belichick, though, I didn't anticipate that question. That's a wild card. And guess what? In today's NFL, if Pagula looked at it and said, you know what? I'm not getting any younger. My quarterback's not getting any younger. I think Belichick's a better coach. I'm going to make a rash decision. I don't think anybody would say, well, no, you can't do that now. I think Buffalo fans are so upset and so starving for a victor and so starving for an opportunity to get back to that Super Bowl that anything is on the table at this point. Can you uh, reset the NFL head coaching job market right now with Harbaugh and Belichick meeting with Atlanta twice? By the way, nobody else has interviewed Bill Belichick. No. Isn't that strange? Greatest coach of all time, and nobody else has reached out yet. How surprising is that? It's very surprising. Uh, you know, Vrabel's interviewed for the uh... – Vrabel went in and interviewed for the Chargers job, and when Vrabel got fired, everyone on in my world's like, oh, well, the line to hire Mike Vrabel will be around the block. It, I think all three of those guys, Harbaugh, Belichick, and Vrabel, if you hire them, you are hiring a cult of personality. You are hiring, this is how it's done, this is how I do it, and this is what I'm bringing. Now, they could all say in the interviews, they're going to be flexible, and yeah, no, I'm cool with you having your GM and your president and all your different org chart members. And, and oh, no, no, yeah, no, I like what we got going on here. But at the end of the day, those guys are made men. And I don't think Jim Harbaugh is leaving Michigan to take direction from a different general manager or hire a defensive coordinator or an offensive coordinator. He doesn't know. And in Belichick's case, gosh, Rich McKay is a lifer in this league, and he's been with the Falcons for years. And I don't think he's going anywhere. And Terry Fontenot, was a recently hot hire from the Saints as a GM, and he's going through this his third year. And he was—he brought it, came in with that uh, Arthur Smith. I don't think he's going anywhere. And I wonder if, you know, what it's a little easier if we just hire a Raheem Morris or an Ajiro Evero, or if Belichick's looking at it and saying, "I don't want to be taking orders or having to weigh in with Rich McKay and and Terry Fontenot. I'm I'm Bill Belichick." So I always think of corporate structure and what you're bringing in when you hire these big name hires because. Harbaugh doesn't just come as Jim Harbaugh coach. Jim Harbaugh comes with the whole Jim Harbaugh machine, and you've got to kind of give him that power. Fascinating that neither one of those guys have been hired. It's fascinating that Belichick interviewed twice with the Falcons. Yeah. But also you have the Chargers situation, and you do have you know the one team that has a quarterback in place. Uh, how desirable is that job, and how do you think that plays out with L.A.? 
Yeah, I thought from the start that was Harbaugh's job to lose. It felt like it made a lot of sense. He's got San Diego ties, which isn't Los Angeles where they play, but when he coached at the University of San Diego, and he's got a history of, all right, if there's an urgency to win, bring me in, we'll win. Now, over the next couple of years, you might not like everything about it, and I might turn some of the people off, but we're going to win. And I feel like in that market, with a desire to be relevant, with a desire to get the most out of Justin Herbert, you bring in the quarterback whisperer, Jim Harbaugh, and you make it happen, but it hasn't happened yet. The one that's looming that I haven't heard his name mentioned and he hasn't interviewed, Pete Carroll in Southern California would be a monster, monster needle mover, and this would be one of those where you're talking about stealing some of the market share from USC and UCLA. I agree. I agree. I'm with you on that. Pete wants to coach, though. Dude, Pete wants to coach, and I think Pete would come in with energy, and it's Orange County, it's Manhattan Beach. This is where Pete Carroll lives. And yet there's been no reports of even a conversation with Pete Carroll from the Spanos family. So Harbaugh is big splash. But Pete Carroll, you're talking about all the things you want to check off the box as far as in that market and being relevant and what he can bring. I think Pete Carroll would be interesting one too. He's Peter Schrager, host of NFL Network's Good Morning Football. That's Monday through Friday at uh, 7 Eastern on NFL Network. Assistant coaches in the playoffs or coaching candidates in the playoffs, can they interview during the week? Like yeah, no, the- now, it's, now it's, it's, it's kind of locked in now for the guys who are remaining. So you saw that uh, Mike McDonald interviewed during the, the, the last week. This week it was time for a lot of those teams that were in the wild card round to interview. And the one that I love was Ben Johnson on Saturday interviewed for three different teams virtually. Three different teams before the game of his life. And then actually delivered, had an amazing game plan, and the Lions took care of business. Uh, but there's all sorts of different conversations happening right now with these guys who are still in. I think it kind of pauses for the guys who are still remaining, um, but all the others can interview for sure. And then you talk about coordinators, and that's a little lesser on the on the, on the dial, but like, what are the Eagles going to do? They, what, what are the Patriots going to do? Who are they hiring with Gerard Mayo? All that is now happening, and there's so many conversations. And a lot of these are with search firms. So teams will hire an outside search firm, whether it be Mike Ford, who's running things in Carolina right now, or you've got your Corn Ferry and your other Jed. You know, they've got these names and these guys put it all together, and they work with some of these teams, and they're the ones talking with these coaches and saying, "Would you be interested? Can we set you up in the meeting?" So fascinating time, but yeah, it seems like conference championship week. Like let's dial ourselves in here. Will an an established coach coach Carolina? I think they're going to go young. I think they're going to go away from the Belichick, Vrabel, Harbaugh tree, and I think it's going to be more of a younger coach that I think – now, look, I might they might hire Raheem Morris today. They might hire Giro Evero today. But I think, from what I've heard, that a lot of these conversations was what – with David Tepper and some of these coaching candidates, what can you do with Bryce Young and what can you get out of Bryce Young? And if that's the case, it sounds like an offensive coach. And I think – They've got a great list of young offensive coaches who have interviewed with them. And whether it be Slowick, who just got exited in Houston, whether it be uh, Ben Johnson, who didn't interview last year but has taken the meeting this year. And then you go with Dave Canales, who is kind of this wild card name, who is the Tampa Bay offensive coordinator, who no one was talking about before the season. Buccaneers got a lot out of Baker Mayfield. Um, Maybe he's a surprise pick that they can hire in, in Carolina as well. Your Super Bowl pick today is who? The same Super Bowl pick I made in September when I did it on our show, and I have been had it pinned on my Twitter. I will not abandon it because it's just you just got to ride with a team. That, what's the term? You dance with the guy that took you, whatever it is. Or, I have the, or, or the girl. 
whatever it is. Hey, whatever it is. That's true. Um, <laughs> I've got the Chiefs beating the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Chiefs against the Niners in the Super Bowl. I got the Chiefs winning. You know, I, I said this to start the show. I, as strange as this is going to sound, I think Patrick Mahomes is underrated. Talk about it. I agree. I mean, it's... It was awesome last night. Well, you never hey, ever... Hey, he was awesome on Saturday night in the minus 30 against the Dolphins yes. on Peacock. He was amazing. Yes. But I think we get to the point where you get to a certain level and then we take you for granted. That you're a great story and then all of a sudden we take you for granted. We Like Giannis with the Bucks. You know, we, we kind of take him for granted. Uh, you know, the Joker, we're going to take him for granted in the NBA. Like, there's certain players hey, that you just go, yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, he's great. I'll say this. I think in a different era, Charles Barkley probably wins a championship. And so does Carl Malone. And guess what? Patrick Ewing probably gets a ring. Maybe Clyde, maybe Clyde Drexler, too. Uh, I don't want to put the full of... The car before the horse and all that, because Lamar's the real deal. And Joe Burrow has beaten Mahomes. Granted, Mahomes is up 21-3 at home, and Burrow beat him. It's happened. But I think we're we're in an era now, and I think instead of always trying to anoint the next, maybe we should appreciate who the current is. Well, I look at the Ravens, and everybody has looked in one direction, and that's been the quarterback. That defense, Patrick Mahomes will earn a trip to the Super Bowl if you win on the road in Buffalo and you beat Baltimore in Baltimore, there's no questions then about, well, hey. every home game in the playoffs, you know. Hey, that, that Buffalo defense was down about eight guys. They, yeah. were, on, they, were, they were on fumes at the end. Uh, this Ravens defense, fully healthy, awesome, and they just suffocated C.J. Stroud in a way that we haven't seen all season. They are legit, and they are really well coached. Uh, he's going to earn it. All 60 minutes he's going to earn it, but – as I said on Good Morning Football Friday, when I was the only person on the network, I think, who took the Chiefs to win, uh, I cannot pick against Patrick Mahomes, not because I picked them beforehand, but because I still believe in Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Like, I don't, in my head, I don't envision in a situation where he's going to wilt in a moment. Uh, before I let you go, do you think they changed the fumble out yes. of the end zone? Yeah, I would imagine. There's real outcry. And I actually speak to a lot of defensive people who hate that there's such outcry over it. But uh, remember Ron Rivera, a couple years back when the Browns had it happen in Hollywood, um, I forget, Hollywood, what was his name? Or 80, Hollywood Higgins fumbled it through the back of the end zone. Everyone, same outcry this morning. I was like, you got to change that rule. Ron Rivera's like, everyone knows that rule. You got to protect the ball around the end zone. Like, it's the one rule that actually benefits the defense and actually isn't just a, but I think there's some real outcry over it and it's just too punitive. So I would imagine it's going to be voted on. And I think there's been a real push to change that rule. Well, I think uh, Tony Romo even said, like you get down there, you can't try to extend the play because you do run the risk of fumbling the ball out of the end zone. But I know we've said it for a couple of years. Usually it takes a moment in the playoffs for, for change to happen. And yeah, but the chiefs won though. So it's not this thing. Like you're right. You're right. Had they, lost, also, had, they lost, had they lost, then then we might be looking at that as, oh, they're definitely yeah, going to change it. And had they lost, I would have said in the morning, what the hell are you doing and giving it to McCall Hardman? Like, oh, <laughs> what are we doing? But anyway, touched the ball twice, but on the turf twice, he was cut by the Jets. What are we doing? <laughs> well, you can't. Again. Yeah, there's only so much you can change. You you can't change <laughs> how he plays. I'm right. I'm I'm right there with you. I'm like, oh, why am I? Why are you giving him the ball? Pacheco. Just give it to Pacheco. Yes. Uh, hey, safe travels this weekend to Baltimore. Thank Thanks for joining us. You're the man, dude. Thank you so much for having me on, as always. That's Peter Schrager. He's uh, one of the hosts 
of Good Morning Football, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern on NFL Network. We'll take a break. We'll update our poll results, and then we will give you our best and worst of the weekend right after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Best and worst of the weekend, Todd. I'll start with you. Best and worst of the weekend. Best for the second time in his career. Lamar Jackson had a two rushing and two passing TDs in a game. Carried it 11, yards for, 11 times for 100 yards against the Texans, Sally. First QB in NFL history with three 100 rushing performances in the playoffs. My worst? Duke coach John Shire felt the need to apologize to fans after their eight-game win streak was snapped in a home loss to Pitt Saturday night. 
He said, I want to apologize to our fans. What happened at the end, that can't happen. That's on us. It's unacceptable. That's not okay with me. What happened? Didn't think he needed to apologize for Duke Lawson. All right. Seton O'Connor. Do you know who Nick Dunlop is? Yes. Who? He is a 20-year-old out of Alabama who won the American Express yesterday. That's exactly right. He's the first amateur to win a PGA Tour event in 33 years. Do you know who the last amateur to win was? Phil Mickelson. Nailed it. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. 1991. Yeah. Well done, Nick. He's, yeah. yeah. Alabama sophomore uh, won the American Express. That's pretty awesome. Yes, it is. Uh, my worst of the weekend. You know who just won an event and doesn't get paid? The caddy for Dunlop. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that he... I don't, I don't know how it actually works and who gets paid or what. I don't think he can get paid as an amateur. So Nick's not getting paid. And yeah, yeah. What the hell happens to his caddy? Does he get paid? I don't know how that works. Because usually if you win, I think you get 10%. So that's that would have been $100,000. That's a good chunk of change for a long weekend's work. Yes, yeah, Paulie. The purse for this event was $8.4 Nick Dunlop would have won $1.51 million if he won. It went to the second place winner. I have him down as getting zero, none money for that win. The the amateur doesn't get any yeah, money. Yeah, Nick Dunlop, yeah. But the caddy has to get paid. I don't know huh. what the daily rate is as a caddy. You can't hold that money in escrow for Nick Dunlop till he goes pro. He's yeah, an amateur. <laughs> I know. Crazy. Dang. We need to find out if, what the caddy gets, since you normally would get part of the uh, first place purse. Marvin, best and worst of the weekend. I uh, got two best. First best, Christian McCaffrey, 17 carries, 98 yards, two touchdowns, including the go-ahead. My Niners squeezed by barely. And then everyone's best, the Lions, going to the NFC Championship game. I actually have a question. All right. Good idea or really, really bad idea? The opening for the game on Fox, uh, Niners-Lions, yeah. Eddie Murphy dresses Axel Foley to do the open. Like, you know, they have the open, yeah. like championship time. We've been waiting 58,000 years for us to get to this one spot. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that your Eddie Murphy laugh? <laughs> okay. So it it's a Detroit Angle. Correct, yes. Okay, okay. Because mm-hmm. I was wondering about San Francisco since uh, Axel Foley went to L.A. No, it, just him with the Lions jacket okay. on? Okay. I, I like it. I don't know if Eddie would. You know, sometimes, what was it, John McEnroe once said to me, I don't get out of bed for uh, anything less than $25,000. <laughs> <laughs> and this is back in the 80s when he said it. So I don't know if Eddie's going to get out of bed to do something like this, but he does have a in their new movie, or did he have a holiday movie? So maybe you missed that window. But also, the uh, the fourth version of Beverly Hills Cop is coming out soon. They just put a trailer out for it. So is, is he in it? He's in it. Oh, well, then. so that's why I brought it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then absolutely. Yes, Todd. Can you get Barry Gordy and Smokey Robinson involved? A little Motown action. They could do something with that. That could be fun. Well, I'd have Smokey. I don't think anybody cares about Barry Gordy. Bob Seger? Bob Seger at the game. Mm-hmm. Bob Seger. Down on Main Street. Bob Seger. I think he's done touring. I don't think he's going to tour again. He had uh, vocal cord issues. Eminem, could you do something with Eminem with this? But they already did it with Eminem for NBC. So that's why I was going to different oh, angle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe they just do something normal and just say, here's here's two really good teams playing against each other. Enjoy. It's always got to be something that's, you know, really dramatic.
Yeah, Paulie, best and worst. Uh, best of the weekend, Chiefs running back Isaiah Pacheco. He, he runs so uniquely and entertaining. Okay, does he run hard or does he give you the impression that he's running hard? Oh, he looks like, you know when you step on a bee's nest and you run for your life and you just swing in your arms and everything's flying? <laughs> things are Pauly, flying. Paulie, that's actually happened to you. Have you been there, right? Yes, I, I, I stepped on a, a beehive in the in the ground. And I bet when you ran, it was just... I, 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 I was Pacheco before P- Pacheco. Yeah. Yeah. Nate Burleson said it, it looks like a kid getting new shoes and they run around like crazy. <laughs> it's one of those. But he's such an entertaining guy. You know, he only makes eight hundred seventy grand a year. And because he was taken in the seventh round, he has two more years on his contract for 900000 and a million bucks. Maybe he's not going to run as hard <laughs> for the next two years. He should give him a bonus or something. But, oh, man, when he goes, he goes. Yes, Paul. And my worst of the week, and this is kind of interesting. Here's the headline. I was almost kicked out of a youth basketball game this weekend. Here's the backstory. I went to my seventh grade daughter's basketball game, and the refs, I think it would be fair to say, were not having the best game. And some of the parents were getting on them. I wasn't one of the parents who was getting on them. There was a group of moms. They're great. And they were kind of laying into the refs a little bit. I was a little closer in the stands. It was not a packed house, as you can imagine. And the ref turns and goes, enough out of you. He points right towards me. And it's funny because I really wasn't, in all seriousness, wasn't saying anything. And I go, me? And he goes, yeah, you. And then the fans kept getting on him. He thought it was me. So he turns back around. He goes, enough, enough out of you. And he's walking towards me. I go, hey, I go, I'm not saying anything. You engaged me. You engaged me. He goes, one more word and you're gone. One more word and you're gone. And you know the moment where you're in your head saying, what do I do next? It felt like it took 10 minutes. Because I was like, I felt like I was being singled out when I really, truly wasn't heckling this ref. But I also was like, I don't want to get thrown out of my daughter's basketball game when she's across the court. And- okay, but if you would have said, okay, do you get tossed because you say okay? I was worried that even if I said one word, yeah. like, gotcha, boss. Or if you said, sorry, does he run you? I was even worried about that. My, in my head, I wanted to say, how about we both leave and make this all better? <laughs> That's what is going through my head. I said nothing and just bad a smile on him for the next. And then you could have argued that you didn't say just one word. Right. Like, I, I, no, that wasn't one word. Dan, and, and the moms are getting on him some more, and he's running up and down the court, and he's not even watching the game. He's looking back at me, um, waiting for me to go. And I, I think I'm proud of myself for biting my lip, but also I felt like I was singled out unfairly. Rick in South Carolina. Rick, best and worst of the weekend. Hey, Dan, thanks for taking my call. Sure, I was doing my best and worst of the weekend. Um, I would say the best with just the games overall. Super entertaining to watch. Worst, of course, the kicker from Buffalo. And it was just one of those kicks where you could feel you knew he was going to miss it. And and it just kept going, Finkel and Einhorn, Einhorn and Finkel in my head. And then, of course, it went wide right. And I just was like, oh, God, I feel so bad for this guy. But did anyone else notice how many times Tony Romo said uh, this was the most important third down of the game and this kick decided? Because <laughs> if the over-under were 20, it cleared it by a long shot. All right. Well, let's go to Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Join us now. Hey, Jim. Buddy Games, 8 p.m. Eastern with Josh Dumel on CBS. Tony, third down, what do you expect here? Yeah, I don't know. Do you throw it? Do you run it? I mean, what would you do here, Jim? They got to pick it up, though. An all-new Amazing Race after the game. All righty. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Tony. Tune in for the debut of Fire Country. Uh, Tony, what do you think the Chiefs should do here? (laughs) I I don't think they're going to... I don't know, Jim. What what do you do here? It's a tricky one. Chris in Sacramento. Hi, Chris. (laughs) <laughs> hold on i'm trying to recover <laughs> okay best of the weekend is the lions of course 
the worst of the weekend, two words. Ride right. But I have to ask Todd. I I lost a bet to Todd in the beginning or in the season. I'm the one that said the Broncos would come back to beat the Chiefs and get the division. And he went against the grain and went against his Broncos. So I have to ask Todd what type of pie to the face I need so I can pay up my bet. Okay. Any pie suggestion? I'm thinking about a warm blueberry pie. Warm blueberry. Not hot. I don't want anyone to get hurt. But blueberry cherry would be my second option if he has trouble finding blueberries. All right. There you go, Chris. By the way, uh, I said that maybe uh, Niner fans don't know or NFL fans don't know what Brock Purdy is able to do in the playoffs uh, because he got hurt versus the Eagles. Uh, somebody sent an email saying, well, that was the NFC title game. He had two playoff games, the Seahawks and the Cowboys. And uh, in those two games, he threw for 546, three touchdowns and no interceptions. So uh, I guess you know what to expect out of Brock Purdy in the postseason. My bad. All right, final hour coming up. Hall of Famer Ty Law, former Patriot, going to join us here in the Man Cave. More of your phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. And we'll see if we can muster up another poll question for the top of the hour. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Two hours in the books on this Monday. Final hour on the way. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.